0: Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Well, friends, again, happy July 4th. It's so good to have us together this morning celebrating Mass to kick us off on this uh, beautiful and wonderful Independence Day. The Lord gave us a really beautiful day to celebrate this today. It's, uh, it's an amazing gift to live in this amazing country, amen? amen? It is an amazing gift. We are so blessed to live in this amazing land. You know, today marks, I had to do the math, I had to get out a calculator. Today's the 246th birthday of uh, the signing of the Declaration of Independence, right? We hold these truths to be self-evident, all men created equal, endowed by their creator, certain unalienable rights, right? Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, all of that stuff, so powerful, so good, so exceptional in the history of the world, what we are celebrating today. Our founding, all those years ago, set forth what was, what was and has become the American experiment, right? That we're a country not based on race or ethnicity or a particular locale. We are a nation based on an idea, based on values, based on the premise that we, the people, would come together as a collective and invite a representative government to govern us, that we hand over a certain amount of power to be uh, given to the government for them to take care of certain things, right? It's just a totally unique experiment, totally unique experiment. This guiding principle that this government would, uh, yeah, be of the people, by the people, for the people. After uh, the signing of the Constitution. After the Constitutional Convention, someone asked Benjamin Franklin, what form of government have you given us? You probably know the story. What form of government have you given us? To which he responded, a republic, if you can keep it, right? A republic, if you can keep it. I was thinking about those words last night as I was reflecting on, you know, Independence Day. I was reflecting on the readings, just asking the Lord to Inspire me, right? Those words, if you can keep it, have proven, I think, so prophetic over the many centuries of our country's history. Because it wasn't even a century after the signing of the Declaration, the adoption of the Constitution, that the Republic was almost lost, right? As our country was plunged into a brutal civil war where untold thousands of men lost their lives. And at the end of it, through incredible strife and turmoil, the republic, yeah, was maintained. But it almost wasn't. It almost wasn't. Not much long after that, we're plunged into two world wars. We have the Great Depression, Industrial Revolution, Vietnam War, Cold War, the sexual revolution. We've had presidents assassinated. We've had corruption and conspiracy on the highest levels. We've suffered attacks and terrorism. We've also responded to global threats with incredible power and generosity. We've been part of ending so much human misery and suffering and and so much else. In our country's 246 years, we've been through a lot. I mean, I've only been around for a little bit of it, right? But we've been through a lot. We've been through a lot. And I think many today are wondering, though, in this season of our country's life, if we're beginning to really lose it. You see what's happening. You see the growing divide. You see just what seems like the next insane thing unfolding. How is this happening in our country, right? The division, it seems, has never been greater. The divide between one side and the other side seems insurmountable. There's a growing anti-American, anti-patriotic spirit that's growing especially in the hearts of young Americans which is really alarming. It's really alarming. Like, I remember growing up, I mean, again, I, I'm much younger, but, like, I remember growing up and the, the Pledge of Allegiance, it was just, it was, it was part and parcel of the way you started every single day in school, and it was one nation under God, indivisible, and now you have it removed from schools. You've got it changed in schools, different pledges being pronounced. How can we stand if that's the case? Right? How can we stand if so many young Americans are being taught a skewed view of history? Like an erroneous version of American history. How can we stand if this critical race theory continues to spread throughout public schools and public education, saying that America's defining feature is like that of racism and sexism and grabs at power? Like, have those sins been part of our history? Absolutely, but we are the only nation that has set its course, aimed itself towards the highest ideals and striven towards them in practice and in law. We set our course for something incredible. And yeah, we've stumbled along the way, but we have never lost sight of that course. We are not the only country that has had slavery, but we are the only country that fought a civil war to end it. We are not the only country to have racism or sexism, but we are we've codified into law and protections and measures that guaranteed equal treatment. Have we amassed power? Yeah, absolutely. But we've used that power to bring peace. To engage tyranny on other continents that our young men have bled and died to bring peace to lands that they've never been to before. They're There's so much, so many lies that our young people are being taught today. One of the things I was thinking about, too, is just how there's such a tight interconnected nexus between family, faith, and love of country. All of these are bound together. In our own country, I think we're reaching a critical mass where so many children, because they're deprived of a relationship with their own father, They're deprived, therefore, of a relationship with God the Father, which leads to a resentment of patria, a resentment of country, like pater, earthly father, is meant to be a sign of the pater, the heavenly father, which is all meant to give us a gratitude for our patria, for our country. All of these things are being attacked and undermined, right? Right? The erosion of faith and family and fatherhood in this country has been so detrimental for this country. This American experiment that was started 246 years ago, it, was always, it always presupposed an engaged citizenry, a citizenry that was robust and had a powerful moral and religious compass. That was the only way it was ever going to work if the people were well-formed and if they had a deep faith. That was the only way it was going to work. What's been happening? Family has been eroded. Faith is getting eroded. Therefore, patriotism is getting eroded. All of this goes together. This is why Christians and Christianity, like despite how much we are, have been persecuted and will continue to be persecuted, this is why Christianity is so essential to the life and the flourishing of this country. Look, we cannot pull back. We don't have that option. It wasn't given to us. Like, we are not invited to create these little faith Christian ghettos where it's like, fine, let the country go to hell in a handbasket. We're going to be fine in our little monasteries of Christianity. That's not what we're invited into. Right Jesus in his ascension says go into the whole world right the same world that just crucified me the same world that just rejected me you are going into that whole world where Jeremiah 29:7 where we hear the Lord say you must demand the welfare of the nation you are in because your welfare is tied to the welfare of your nation like Christians, we have to demand the welfare of our nation we have to demand the good of our nation like we have to care right we have to care Because liberty is not man's idea, right? Freedom, what we're celebrating, freedom, liberty. It's not man's idea, it's God's idea. It's his idea. It's at the heart of the gospel that God's desire for us is freedom. For freedom's sake, I have set you free, says Paul. Like speaking of Christ, I have set you free for freedom's sake. right? And freedom's ultimate reference point is not man, it's God. God is the guarantor of freedom. He's the author of freedom, Right To be utterly enslaved to God is to be utterly free. That's the truth. That's the truth. This is why America needs Christ. <laughs> this, is where, this is why America needs Christ, because the ultimate reference point of freedom is Christ. That is why. This is where people will protest right and say, "Well, what about the separation of church and state? OK, Clearly you didn't take a civics class, OK? The separation of church and state was never, it's not in the Constitution. It wasn't a constitutional idea. It was a line that was written in a letter by Thomas Jefferson to the Danbury Baptists where he was guaranteeing them, he was assuring them that the state won't be interfering with your church, with your faith. That was the idea, right? I'm preaching to the choir here. I know you know this, right? Can I get an amen? Okay, I just want to make sure you're all alive out there, right? This is, this is the truth, though, right? This is the truth. The Founding Fathers, they were so attuned to the need for flourishing Christian worship that it's it's in the Bill of Rights, right? The free exercise of religion. It's at the heart of this American experiment, right? Our country needs Christians not because of what we can do. Our country needs Christians because of who we are, because of whose we are. I want you to listen to this. Listen to this through the lens of where we are right now as a country. Christians are indistinguishable from other men, either by nationality, language, or customs. They do not inhabit separate cities of their own or speak a strange dialect or follow some outlandish way of life. Their teaching is not based upon reveries inspired by the curiosity of men. Unlike some other people, they champion no purely human doctrine, with regard to dress and food and manner of life in general they follow the customs of whatever city they happen to be living in whether it's foreign or uh, whether foreign or far away and yet there is something extraordinary about their lives they live in their own countries as though they were only passing through they play their full role as citizens but labor under all the disabilities of aliens Any country can be their homeland, but for them their homeland, wherever it may be, is a foreign country. They live in the flesh, but they are not governed by the desires of the flesh. They pass their days upon earth, but they are citizens of heaven. Obedient to the laws, they yet live on a level that transcends the law. Christians love all men, but all men persecute them. Condemned because they are not understood, they are put to death but raised to life again. They live in poverty, but enrich many. They are totally destitute, but possess an abundance of everything. They suffer dishonor, but that is their glory. They are defamed, but vindicated. A blessing is their answer to abuse. Deference, their response to insult. For the good they do, they receive the punishment of malefactors, but even then they rejoice as though receiving the gift of life. They are attacked and persecuted, yet no one can explain the reason for this hatred. To speak in general terms, we may say that the Christian is to the world what the soul is to the body. As the soul is present in every part of the body while remaining distinct from it, so Christians are found in all the cities of the world but cannot be identified with the world. As the visible body contains the invisible soul, so Christians are seen living in the world, but their religious life remains unseen. Friends, that was a letter written to a bishop named Diognetus in the 4th century. Seems pretty apropos today. We celebrate our nation's independence today, friends, and I beg of us, may we as Christians in this nation declare once again our radical dependence on God so as to become more and more the salt, the light, the leaven that our great country needs. Amen.